Hey, everybody. Welcome back into another edition of Bold Predictions at Inside Nebraska. He's Steve Marek. He's Greg Smith. And he is Jeff Ekstrom. I'm Zach Carpenter. And today we're analyzing Nebraska's 11 a.m. game against Wisconsin on Saturday. Nebraska coming in off a four-game losing streak. They're three and seven overall, two and five in the Big Ten. Wisconsin is five and five overall and three and four in the Big Ten. Um, it's, the, it's the interim coach bowl. Right, fellas, uh, we got Jim Leonard on Wisconsin side uh, and Mickey Joseph on Nebraska's side, of course. Um, Nebraska is two and five with with Mickey Joseph guiding it. And Wisconsin is three and two under Jim Leonard since he took over in the first week of October after Wisconsin lost to Illinois. Um, only losses are to Michigan State by six in double overtime and to Iowa last week by uh, 24 to 10. Um, and meanwhile, Nebraska has been struggling the last uh, few weeks without Casey Thompson over the last two and a half games, but not to bury the lead. The news is official as of Thursday afternoon. Mickey Joseph confirmed that Casey Thompson is going to play. Um, didn't officially say he would start, but I mean, he's going to start. Casey Thompson is back um, and a spread that was 12 and a half, point, 13 points. Uh, when it opened in 12 and a half as of Wednesday afternoon is now down to 10 and a half points in favor of Wisconsin with an over under a 39 and a half still. So interesting that um, the line moved by two full points, but the, uh, the over under total didn't, didn't move at all. But uh, anyway, just to get you guys quick thoughts on the game, what, uh, see, what do we think about the, this? Uh, like I said, the interim, the interim head coach bowl. Yeah, I, I wrote earlier in the week on Inside Nebraska that I would love to just be out on midfield when Jim Leonard and Mickey Joseph go and, and handshake and do the old handshake. It might even be like a hug, like a bro hug. Be like, hey, brother, how's it going? I bet they're, they're going to share some really interesting stories to interim head coaches. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really interested in this game. I know a lot of people are looking at Nebraska and they're not seeing a bowl trip again, which is fine. But to me, this is a really good opportunity for Nebraska to spoil everything that Wisconsin has worked for uh, getting back um, after the Paul Christ firing and and they need this win they'll get six wins if they uh, get out of Lincoln with a victory and then they're going bowl bowling for a 21st consecutive season that's really really good if Nebraska can find a way to upset Wisconsin on Saturday they're gonna Wisconsin will need to beat Minnesota in their season finale to go bowling that's no easy task so they're definitely going to want to come to Lincoln and, and leave with a, with a win. So um, that's, that's at least where I'm, where I'm at with this game. I'm really interested obviously in, in, you know, seeing Braylon Allen up close and, and all that fun stuff, all that fun stuff. So um, yeah, there's plenty to play for in my, in my mind with Nebraska with pride and, and just beating Wisconsin for the first time since 2012. Yeah, the, the real to me, one of the interesting things too is that this is to me, and I feel like I'm always saying this every year and I'm always getting snake bitten by it, but this is not your typical Wisconsin overall outfit, right? As we've seen by them having to fire Paul Chris um, and some of the stumbles that they've had um, under Jim Leonard, even. Um, and so if Nebraska was going to get Wisconsin and going to upset them, this would be maybe the best opportunity that they've had in recent years. And it feels like 
Um, at least under Scott Frost, Nebraska did play Wisconsin close or tough early in games and then kind of wilted down the stretch under, you know, kind of that run game that just kind of keeps coming at you. Um, and then Nebraska eventually making a mistake. So I'm, I'm curious to see if Nebraska can avoid that and if they can hang in here on senior day, which feels like. It was talked about a little bit at the beginning of the week that it's senior day, but because of the weirdness with eligibility after the COVID year and Nebraska not having a lot of impact seniors, like it's just a it's a weird mix of stuff with that. Um, but that always brings up some emotions too, and the kids should be fired up to play for that too. And Mickey Joseph said again today in his press conference that. 2012. He's reminded them every day that it's been since 2012 since they've beaten Wisconsin. So I'm curious to see how that kind of manifests itself on Saturday as well. Yeah, Greg, I'm glad you brought up the point about senior day because it just feels weird. It's not a very big senior class. Uh, obviously, a lot of juniors are up to graduate, but it's not a very big senior class. So yeah, it's a weird vibe around that. But yeah, like everyone has mentioned so far, a lot of pride to play for Wisconsin 9-0 and against Huskers, uh, like everyone mentioned, hasn't won since 2012. So I'm going to be interested to see what kind of response this Nebraska team has. No bowl game, no nothing. So we'll kind of see what the attitude of this team is because, I mean, there should still be plenty of motivation, but I guess we'll, we'll kind of see what they bring forth on Saturday. Well, Greg, your point about uh, Wisconsin being able to wear them down, wear Nebraska's defense down in the past with, uh, with that typical – Wisconsin run game comes at absolute perfect time as we're recording this 130 uh 1:30 p.m. on Thursday looked at my phone get a notification that Nadama Kasu has reached an agreement a one-year deal with the with the Eagles today and if Nebraska had Nadama Kasu I would feel a lot better about their chances to, or a guy like him their chances to uh to stop Braylon Allen um coming into this game I mean 6'2", 235 pounder. Um, I mean, he's he's a monster of uh, he has a monstrous physical build for a running back, um, and I, I don't know. It's going to be tough to stop him, and especially after this fourth straight game where they're just facing this gauntlet of Big Ten running backs that we keep talking about every week. We've we've said it every week in the last three games. I mean, Chase Brown, Muhammad Ibrahim, and uh, and Blake Corum now Braylon Allen. So interesting to see. <laughs> how the Huskers uh, defense stands up against uh, against him on Saturday. Um, and with that, Steve, we're going to, we're going to go around for everyone's bold prediction. Steve, I feel like uh, you're going to have a, you're going to have a doozy for us, but we, we, I purposely didn't know what you're, what you're going to say. So I'm interested to see what you're bringing to the table this week. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm sticking on the defensive side of the ball here for Nebraska. And my, my bold prediction is Colton feast is going to have a career high in tackles for loss against Wisconsin. Now that seems crazy. And I agree. It's crazy. I'm just trying to be bold here, but I, I understand at the beginning of the year, when people heard Colton feasts name thrown around as a guy that's going to, that was going to have a lot of um, starters, a starters amount of snaps because Look, he came here as a walk-on. He's from small-town Nebraska, Utan, Nebraska. I covered him in high school. He's a Utan chieftain. I never thought in a million years that Colton Feast was going to be playing meaning meaningful snaps when I watched him in high school, but here he is, and he's doing it. And honestly, when I go back and watch watch the tape, watch the film of this Nebraska defensive line, Colton Feast is the guy that stands out to me as the one that's doing the best out there. And that that just, it, it's really cool, in, in my opinion. He's second on the team in tackles for loss with six. He had two as a career high last week against Michigan. 
he's just playing well. And it doesn't look like it because he's like 6'2", 275 pounds. That's what he's listed at. He's probably not at 275 pounds. Um, but I don't know. I just think he's he's the best def- interior defensive lineman that Nebraska has right now, which is, you know, saying something when you have like Ty Robinson and, and you know, Stefan Wynn and Devin Drew there. But I think Colton Feast is really doing well. He's really good technique-wise. And when I watch Wisconsin's offensive line, it's not your it's not your usual big, tough um, Wisconsin offensive line that's just going to grind you for four quarters. It's not as good as it has been in, in recent years. But when I watched their game against Iowa last year, Iowa's defensive line, which is a lot better than Nebraska's offensive line, let's get that out there first. But some of the, some of Iowa's smaller defensive linemen were giving Wisconsin's offensive linemen fits. And I, I um, Deontay Craig is a Hawkeye lineman. He's about 6'3", 266 pounds. Again, smaller, quicker, maybe really good technique-wise, but just doesn't have the strength. He was giving Wisconsin some fits up front. And I just – I think Colton Feast has given some, some um, opposing offensive line fits. And I don't know. I just think, you know – um, he's gonna he's gonna get his career high in, in tackles for loss. So right now that number to beat is two, which he got last week. So Colton Feast, bold prediction, career high two point five, I guess is is what he'll need to get. Man, it, it's funny that did you say this? Because first of all, this this plays well with where I'm going here. Uh, it's not exactly the same, so don't worry. But I agree with you, Steve, which means that Wisconsin's offensive line is going to come out just like fully dominate um, because we've now cursed it. Um, but I do think that their offensive line is not as good as in, in the past. Um, and be, to that point, I also think that Nebraska's defensive line slash front seven has been playing a little bit better than I think people realize. And it kind of surprised me just in kind of looking at some of the numbers that Nebraska has had like um, more than one sack in every Big Ten game this year, except for Purdue. Purdue was the only game in the Big Ten that they did not register a sack in. Um, they even had two last week um, and given up what, 34 points um, to Michigan after that late field goal by Jim Harbaugh. Shout out to him and always doing that. Um, and so because of that, I think Nebraska continues that, and I'll go with another season high on defense. I think Nebraska hits a season high in sacks. The season high is three. I'm going to go two over that, actually, and say that Nebraska actually gets five sacks this weekend against the Graham Mertz in Wisconsin's uh, passing attack. Um, I don't know how much that'll help in the end, and we'll see when we get to the final score predictions a little bit later. But I do think the pass rush will be able to get home and going back to kind of some of those guys that it could be their last games at Memorial Stadium. Caleb Tanner, I think it will be his last game Garrett Nelson there's a lot there and we could probably do an entire video on a will he or will he not come back thing and why he would or wouldn't could be his last game as well I think those guys will be fired up to play I'm going to put Nebraska down for five sacks in the game Dang, Greg going going bold with five sacks man usually I would uh, put the sack at total for the other team at that point but uh, this time I'm uh, I'm sticking with defense uh, for Nebraska Miles Farmer is back after serving that one week suspension after getting arrested for DUI after the Minnesota game uh, and of course uh, that was right after he had a career high 14 tackles uh, against the Gophers so I think with being suspended for a week don't underestimate the motivation factor he's going to want to prove that that situation is not going to throw him off and that he's going to move past it and he's going to continue his strong play and i think he's going to do that they're going to look nebraska's going to have to load up the box a lot uh against the wisconsin running game so i think that's going to give him a lot of opportunities to get tackles so that's why i'm going with it 
a career high, at least a career high, 15 total tackles for Farmer. Throw an interception uh, for him too, because uh, Mertz is gonna gonna be is gonna Mertz uh, with uh, how he's thrown the ball so far this season. Uh, so I think uh, he grabs 15 tackles along with an interception for Miles Farmer. Big day coming from the sophomore safety. Yeah, throw an interception. Why not? I mean, you get an interception, everybody gets an interception. Um, it feels like, I mean, we're going around, um, around the room here and, uh, around the room, around the zoom. And I thought my bold prediction, which I'm going to uh, get to here in a second was going to be a little bolder, but, um, getting a sense from you guys that, uh, might be more of a, uh, more positive lean toward Nebraska's chance and chances in this one. Um, and this part's not my uh, not my bold prediction, but I think um, we're talking about the Wisconsin running game so much and uh, Nebraska's ability potentially to to defend it. Um, like I mentioned earlier, 6'2", 235 uh, for for Braylon Allen. Um, I just after this gauntlet that uh, like I was talking about, I think that this that Braylon Allen might be the one that gives Nebraska the most fits just because of that physical presence we've seen. Nebraska's defense get get worn down um, and not be able to not be able to tackle late in games um, effectively when Chase Brown or uh, Mohammed Ibrahim or Blake Corum is um, just continually continually putting that that pressure on them. Um, and, but like you said, Greg, the front seven is uh, has sort of stood up better than um better than people realize and I think probably better than numbers suggest I mean Chase Brown was held held in check in that first half but finished with 149 yards Ibrahim was uh, I think 18 yards in the first half and then finished with 128 Blake Corum finished with 162 in each week we keep saying man that look up in the fourth quarter like oh man he has that many rushing yards like it seems like uh I mean Corum ran for like 12 yards was his long Brown had a 20 yard run. Ibrahim, I think, had like an 11, um, something like that. So uh, they're able to limit the explosive plays, but it's just been a wear and tear. Um, and I'm curious, it's just a point that Braylon Allen, his, his season highs are in uh, single game highs are 165 rushing yards against Ohio State, um, 148, let me get this right, 148 against Illinois State. My, uh, my Redbirds, go Birds. And 135 against Northwestern, and the Nebraska's defense is averaging. They've given up 146.3 yards rushing per game over the last three. Um, Allen's averaging 100, uh, 103 um, round, uh, round about 103 yards rushing per game, which would be a lot higher if not for um, two yards on eight carries against Illinois um, uh, several weeks ago. But I think it's on the table that he's going to get his his single game high in this game, just because what we've seen over the last three weeks of just, you look up in the fourth quarter and boom, wow, that I didn't realize that the total was that high. So just one point to make before getting to this bold prediction, because with all of that said, with the fact that I think Braylon Allen could have a big day, I'm picking Nebraska to win. That is my bold prediction. Um, 10 and a half point underdogs, they've lost four straight, but when there's a Casey Thompson, there's a way. Um, when there's a will, there's a way. I mean, just we've seen what this offense with the potential can, uh, what what it can potentially be with him there. Uh, we've seen what the, that connection between him and Trey Palmer, what it looks like. Um, and Trey Palmer's really struggled over the last two games without him, two and a half. Um, 
and in that game against Illinois, even when Casey Thompson was in there. But um, everything, I think everything is telling me to not predict another Nebraska win this season. So you know what? Second to last bold prediction episode of the regular season. I'm just picking, I'm picking Nebraska. Just, I mean, why not? You know, they, it feels like on the outside, maybe they don't have anything to play for lost season, but Greg's mentioned this before. There's still a lot of pride in that room and you're playing almost Mickey Joseph has said that you're playing almost for, uh, for as a tryout for whoever the next coach is going to be that every snap is going to be on film. They're going to be evaluated. So still plenty of left to play for, for, um, everybody on this team and uh, and the guys who are going to be suiting up at Mo- uh, Memorial Stadium for the last time. Yeah, pr- pretty bold there, Zach. I, I I see where you're coming from with with uh, Casey Thompson. I I definitely think the offense should be better. Um, but you know, even even with Casey Thompson in some of these most recent games that he didn't play, and I was still going to go with the with the opponent. I guess. Um, I I just. I, I need to see Nebraska beat Wisconsin before I pick them to beat them. Just 0-8, the last eight matchups uh, against the Badgers. Um, look, they bring a they bring a style of football that I think a lot of people around here want and wish Nebraska would play themselves. Um, so I'll just I'll just go with another Wisconsin win. Wisconsin 26, Nebraska 17. Man, it's I, I, Zach is trying to pull me over uh, to the other side there because I we did not know that you were going that bold. Um, so that so one, that like, one got like dramaticism and unscriptedness. Yeah. It, it's been a while since somebody said something on here where I was like, "Whoa!" Um, so, but with all that being said, I I can't do it. I, I can't go there. Um, as I alluded to before, the thing that I I could see Nebraska hanging in there early. And yep. holding Braylon Allen in check early in the game. The problem has been not so much that the defense has just been so bad. It's that they get no help from the other side. Therefore, you wear down. And the key point is, you know, Zach mentioned this about um, Illinois' running back, Chase Brown, getting held down in the first half. Well, because Nebraska didn't put up enough points, it didn't force Illinois to go away from him so they could just keep running it. The same thing happened in the Wisconsin game. Obviously, it happened in Michigan. I think that happens again. Um, And I think Wisconsin just wears Nebraska down. Um, I think it'll be a closer than the score indicates 28 to 10 victory uh, for Wisconsin. Yeah, I think it's all depending on the offensive performance. I think Casey Thompson is going to help a lot. Uh, they're going to score a couple of touchdowns, but with the way Mark Whipple runs the offense and throwing the ball, a couple drop passes and all of a sudden you give your defense literally no time to get some rest to go against that rushing offense of Wisconsin. So uh, I don't, I just don't see Nebraska playing consistent enough. I think Wisconsin is going to pull a couple of mistakes. Graham Ertz throwing an interception, maybe a fumble, but I just don't think Nebraska is consistently good enough on the offensive side of things to keep themselves in it. Um, I got, I'm going with the over though. Uh, I have uh, Wisconsin winning. It's uh, 27 to 14, a couple of touchdowns uh, I think is a good line uh, for me. So 27, 14 uh, Badgers win it. Well, I feel fantastic right now, fellas, because the last time I picked Nebraska and you guys all picked the other team was Nebraska when they beat Indiana. So if all you guys are going against me with a, with a Nebraska win, I feel pretty damn good about, about my chances based on that just one uh, one game. So uh, sticking with it, I, I didn't say the final score earlier, but uh, I'm going with Chris Berman's score, 23-19 Nebraska, because again, why not just pick some, uh, why not pick a wacky score? Uh, I feel like we, we might have gotten to that point uh, 
of the season of just it's been coach search coach search coach search I mean rumors and uh conflicting reports um over and over and um we're getting toward the end of it we're getting to the end of the coach search uh near the finish line there we're near the finish line of uh of this season that has gone off the rails just like this uh bold predictions video goes off the rails at, uh sometimes so um we'll see what happens but I'm feeling I'm feeling lucky I'm feeling like uh like it's week uh, whatever that was when Nebraska and Indiana played. I mean, I, I always get confused because of week zero. I can never, uh, I never truly know. Was it week five? Was it week six? Like it, it confuses me um, sometimes, but uh, we'll see what happens. 11 a.m. kickoff on ESPN um, Saturday at Memorial Stadium. We'll see what the crowd is like on Nebraska's senior day. Uh, we will have coverage at nebraska.rivals.com and on this uh, YouTube channel, the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel. For Steve Marek, for Greg Smith and Jeff Ekstrom, I'm Zach Carpenter, and we will catch you guys again the next time.